podcast why about love this is best pictures the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive i'm Cody lunsford and i'm joined as always by i'm chad and do you know how to get out of here i need to find my ship to get off this planet i'm mark and fuck you shithead fuck face fuckhead okay but do you know how to get out of here fuck you shithead fuck face get the fuck out of my face fuck you fuck you fuck you you little shit <laughs> follow me fuckhead yeah, so on this show, as you probably know by now, we have bad potty mouths. Oh, and I'm Mark, by the way. I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I might have yeah. said it. I forgot. No, you said it at the beginning. Oh, okay, cool. And I question that decision because sometimes we say I'm my name before the quote and sometimes after the quote. And I like to, when we have this call and response, start by saying I'm Chad and quote. And then the follow up should be quote and I'm Mark. Okay. No, you're it's, right. You're right. Should, that's, we, should we go again? That's more aesthetic. No, but no, we shouldn't go again. We should push on. So, as you as you might know yeah. about this show by now, we have dirty pirate bad boy mouse, mm-hmm. and we we push the edges of comedy, and sometimes we mouse. Mm-hmm. But also, we really get into minutia, and sometimes Ooh. it's minutia about joke structure, okay, which mm-hmm. does let all of the air out of the balloon immediately mm. at the top of the podcast. But we're Before real. Baby. The air is really even well, in there. I, we're real. I, we don't I care. disagree because I think they need to know why something works and it is funny in order for them to laugh. Them being the audience. Sure, sure, sure. The sure, audience sure. being Timothy Collier. I also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, also, I, 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 you thinking the joke needs to be explained may uh, explain a letterbox uh, ranking from you recently. Ayo, slam dunk on Chad for liking a movie. I didn't. Fuck you, I bro. I think don't look up is fine. I don't think it's like. Gave four stars. You know what he did? Yeah, give four it's stars? good. Fucking Matrix Reloaded. They got ghosts in that one. They got vampires and werewolves and ghosts. And Chad said. Mm, no, not for me. I like the asteroid movie. I do like it, it's a comet. It's a comet. It is a comet. It has a tail. An asteroid. Yeah. So oh, I thought that, that's that's the problem is you just didn't get the movie. You thought it was about an asteroid. <laughs> it's not a comet. Right. Silly. So you didn't I really missed, understand the movie. You need to watch the again. metaphor. I missed yeah. the metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, on this show, we talk about the favorite movies of our lifetime, and we're kicking this one off for 2013. And we're talking about a movie where a man falls in love with freaking Siri. What? It's 2013's Her. Uh, but before we talk about Her. Uh, I'm sorry, who are we talking about? Can we not? Can we not do this? I don't. I, I need to know who we're talking about in order to contribute to the podcast. It's Samantha. on who, it's what. Okay, Samantha. cool. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, I got you. Um, uh, let's talk about what we saw at the Megaplex. Chat. Uh, okay. I saw a movie about a bunch of good people who do nothing but good moral things. And that's why it's a good movie is because they do all the right things. It's called Red Rocket and nobody does anything wrong in the film. That's my review of Red Rocket. So Chad, you're saying you uh, support morally every action in that movie? I do not have that on record. If you look up the age of the actors who portray everybody in the film, Yes, I condone. Sounding like a real. Uh, I still don't condone here. the actions. I still don't <laughs> condone. I still do not condone. Uh, no, I mean it's a movie about an ex porn star moving back home and uh, what's the word? Um, where That's you're right. <laughs> living. Hmm. I don't know. What does he do? Describe it. 
he 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 goes after this like very young girl to try to get her into the the porn industry uh and oh, she's not even grooming grooming is the word i was looking for but grooming to me just still means like the dog groomers and i i have a hard time coming up with that word wow. when I need you, you hear that audience uh chad chad grooms his dog i i trim his nails on his little balls but that's chad that's chad it. grooms his dog that is like can we come up with a old. different word for grooming because that's just it sounds too mm-hmm. like pleasant and nice you know that's what i mean for, for I, like the trimming, awful... I like trimming the nails that's a good term for it yeah trimming the nails you mean like changing the term for the dogs right yeah yeah <laughs> okay, no i yeah. i do mean for uh the, move the, on yeah. so anyways he's <laughs> grooming this 17 year old girl trying to get her involved in porn and he's just trying to get back on his feet because he's down on his luck and it is stressful and it is uh it's really good um i told cody and mark i'm not adding it to our pickies recommends list simply because i that's just the list we use for like these are movies we'll probably nominate for pickies and i don't know that it stands out in any like individual category but i like it i don't know i just couldn't see myself like nominating it for director i love sean baker but to me it feels like not his best movie but still good i don't know it's good but it's also really difficult to watch cringe inducing it's all these things not for everybody so um i don't know do with that what you will it's good four stars you guys haven't seen it so we can move on yeah, i don't know what to say about it, it. other than it's like uh you know in the same vein as like well other sean baker movies like tangerine and uh the florida project but also like uncut gems it's just very stressful sounds or a like, little like good time very good not. time very good time it's not so, a good time but it's very similar to the film good time where the young girl who is uh you know made sexual in good time is much younger than 17 yes is she i don't remember oh, yeah. was she like 14 oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah 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 very young yeah this girl's name is strawberry uh and good fruit in good time i believe a kiss happens and that's it no no something else happens a lot more yeah oh no with i think a kiss happens and then like it fades to black and they wake up in like a bed together gotcha well we don't fade to black in red rocket (laughs) um so there's that too so you know mm. choose your battles if you want if if age is more your thing or if seeing the thing happen is more your thing choose which movie to watch or which one's more difficult to get through now just um, one thing being portrayed your... in a movie does not mean that anybody's condoning what's happening no of course not which but seems like to bear but at repeating. the same time at the same time do you want to watch a blowjob scene happen with an underage girl or not is something for you to decide <laughs> Well, people love uh, mid-90s, where it's an underage boy in a blowjob yep. scene, so there's that. Oof. Yeah, that people scene's... I love that movie. I do not understand it. Both it's of those, so crazy. Both scenes in both of those movies are more complicated than, like, blowjob scene with underage person. Like, more, than, more complicated than that sentence implies. Like, the way the boy goes at, in mid-90s. I don't want to talk about mid-90s. <laughs> Okay, we don't have to, but I, it's I'll just, three years old. It's good. It's good. It's I not, don't. It's not care about ever watching it. It's it's good. Good, not great. Jonah Hill make another movie. Um, 
No, he's make too it, busy just, it just cracking like, look us up. up. Yeah. He's cracking us up and don't look up. He name dropped a uh, girl with a dragon tattoo, but he accidentally said boy with a dragon tattoo in an improv line. And I don't wow. know. Um, I don't know what that was about. It's because, him calling Jennifer Lawrence a boy because he finds her unattractive. It's what you think it is. That, that's all. That, that's that's not funny. No, correct. Hey, Jennifer Mark, Lawrence just has a bad haircut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you see? Uh, I, and by I, I mean all three of us, saw The Matrix Resurrections. The oh, buddy. In the <laughs> Matrix <laughs> best movie. Best movie. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. Podcast is over. Matrix Resurrections. It's the best movie of our lifetime. We found it. We can skip the next six years, seven years. Yep. Uh, Matrix Resurrections. Not even the best Matrix movie. <laughs> Disagree. That is uh, Chat's wild. It's really good, though. I yeah, like oh, it's it a great. Lot. Second best Matrix movie. Yep. Second, <laughs> second to just Matrix for, for both of you boys. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I'm the only psychopath who likes Matrix uh, Revolutions more than Matrix as well. An absolutely yeah. bonkers take. But uh, really King. wild. <laughs> Those movies both are, I mean, I love all three of my top three Matrix movies, and I quite like the, 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 bottom matrix movie matrix reload i think you I need to rewatch like it, it post revolutions is my opinion because it's like so much of revolution or resurrection so much of reloaded is in resurrections is uh sure yeah i mean it's good i just i i think for whatever reason when we talked about lord of the rings on this podcast uh a big hang-up for both of you was like this movie doesn't feel like it has a beginning or middle or mm-hmm. doesn't have to feel like it has a beginning or end and I it didn't really ever bother me in Lord of the Rings, but it does in Reloaded, where it just like hard ends to be concluded. No, uh, I I get enough. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's also the beginning of Revolutions. So Revolutions feels like it has a solid beginning to me. I don't know. It's like it, it picks up kind of like at World's End, where it's like, all right, we gotta go save Neo. He's in coma matrix, and let's go on the rescue mission. And that's fun, and we love that. So we're talking about resurrections, though. Right. And yeah. that one does have a clear ending and clear beginning. And yes. and a pretty clear middle. Are, yep. And all the pieces are good. Yes. Yep. Uh, I love how meta it is in the beginning. And like I feel like that's something that's that can be kind of cringe to say if you watch an, a Rick and Morty episode and say, I love how meta this is. But well, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that Matrix is better than Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, I I concur. Um well it's also thematically meta, right? Like it's, yes. it's very like it's a movie about being forced to make a fourth matrix movie because yes. if you don't somebody else will and that's explicitly like mm-hmm. what they're doing within the film within the text of the film yeah it's and not just great. like hey we're meta for this joke that's about to land it's, it's meta. not dead it's not deadpool meta either like right. neo never looks at the screen and is like um fucking uh um Okay. Uh, yep. 90s sitcom uh, but, reference. But uh, Jonathan Groff does look Neo in the face and say, Warner Brothers is making us do another Matrix. And yeah, it's good. Line is so good. I now, cannot my, believe that they did it. I can't my jaw it. was on the floor. Here's, here's my question. Uh, does this movie make Space Jam a new legacy's Matrix scene canon? <laughs> Maybe. I, <laughs> I would need to go back and re- it's just uh isn't it just like Tweety and Sylvester 
chasing each other on the uh, highway scene? No, it's the grandma. Grandma does the grandma's uh, hacking. The I know that scene. She does the like oh. kick. Yeah, but there's something with the highway scene, right? Am I making that up? Um, that no, because maybe? oh, it's Roadrunner and and Wiley Coyote. Yeah, that's no, that, Mad that's Max. Mad Max. That's Mad that's Max. Mad but Max. they do something yeah. with the highway scene, right? I don't remember. That movie is horrible, and I don't want to remember any part of it. The thing is, that movie is like trying to be about what this movie is (laughs) about in ways. Like, it just, like, it's a lot of movies. Listen, if you want to hear our thoughts on Spider-Man, we have a whole podcast on it, and we're not going to talk about it much here. We don't need to talk about him here. Yeah, I was on that podcast. I forgot. Yeah. Um, the fact that those these two movies release within a week of each other is really fascinating to me. Mm. Um, and the both, fact that one ate the other one's budget or uh, box office success. It like, took its yeah. fucking lunch money and shoved it in a locker. Like, it I did. was not ready for how poorly Matrix Re- Resurrections would perform. Um, it, it's it not like the worst. It's still pandemic. It's still, it made its, its budget back at the very least. Like, yeah, it's pandemic. And I think it did pretty well on HBO Max. So like, that's good. I think that that's more importantly, it made the metrics do pretty well on HBO Max. That is yeah. the other I thing. mean, it, I rewatched. It like, proves a lot of value. I rewatched two and three before going to see this. Well, I had never seen three actually until very recently. And then it so, just became my favorite Matrix movie. And, so that's until one of their, I saw this one. Th- that's uh, one Matrix of their, Directions is... Oh, that's 2022. It's the number six movie of 2022, though. Hey. Right behind American Underdog. Oh, oh. hey. So, um, <laughs> it um, but but it that is what they look at for providing value. Is like, oh, it boosted three movies. People spent 12 hours on the page. Like, yeah. you know, it yeah. does all that kind of stuff. It's it's always fascinating, like watching letterbox activity when these movies come out too. Because I, I on the friends recently watched. It was like all Spider-Man or like popular oh, yeah. now. It was all Spider-Man movies when, when No Way Home came out. Well, the yeah. thing is that I still know people that are rewatching Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I feel like if you didn't rewatch it going into that movie, spoiler alert, I guess the, the other Peters I, are no, in the movie. No one cares anymore. Uh, uh, it would make me want to rewatch them if I hadn't just rewatched them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I but I think yeah. that they're they're both about nostalgia, and one is kind of Matrix is kind of about how people interact with Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know, like it, I it I don't think that No Way Home is about nostalgia. I think that no, it's yeah, not it's just, just nostalgia. It just is nostalgia. Whereas this is right. about like like what does it mean to like look back at your traumatic past? And I mean, there's a scene where there's people debating it. about what what makes the matrix the matrix <laughs> and the people who are on the matrix's wavelength which i think like not in a we're smart kind of way but i think we like the movies for what they are and like our mm-hmm. uh, um on the wachowski's wavelength a bit our friend eli very much is on the same wavelength but it's like it's a love story that's that's what it's always been that that is mm-hmm. what the whole ending of the second one with the architect I mean, is about is the end of the first one is literally yeah. true love's kiss resurrections exactly resurrects, resurrects neo like it's right. insane. and in the second one the architect gives him the choice of saving the world or saving trinity and he chooses yep. to save trinity and Which then, rules it's a good yep. movie I'm, i don't want you to think i don't think it's a good movie it's a good <laughs> and then movie. revolutions is similar like he cannot go to the machine city until trinity is dead and then he that's when he's able to like fully sacrifice himself like that's what the movies are about but like and also 
love is blind and neo is stricken blind and that's true um but that is why it has that scene of people like debating what the matrix is and you have people saying like it's bullet time it's like well that's what they land on like that's the correct answer in the room is it's bullet time yeah i think that importantly it's a bunch of idiots debating what matrix means Which did you guys stick around for the post credit scene? Which was just yeah, it's not of that crap. It was it was funny, but it wasn't like it also I was recently, like I've recently missed about five post credit scenes, and in know, none of the cases, not waiting in, for in none of the cases, am I like, ah oh, man, I wish I saw that. Did you yeah, watch I mean, the don't look up ones? Uh, yeah, I saw those the Marvel ones. The, don't look. What up was the what was the second? Oh, no, no, what was yeah. the second? Don't look up one. I just saw the first one, and the first one was fine. Meryl Streep getting killed by the good. unnamed. Uh, Jonah Hill the... survives. Jonah Hill survives, and he's the last man on earth, and he's under the bunker. It's stupid. Oh, that's nothing. Okay. That's fine. Um, kind of like that Twilight Zone episode. Do you see the one where he he has all the books in the world? Yes, it's the glasses. He, Can we talk drops, about? Me? He drops his glasses and they break. Yes, and, and then he can't read anymore. And then he can't read anymore. Makes so, you think. Um, Makes you think. I, I think the other key moment of Matrix Resurrections is when Bugs presents the red pill and the blue pill to the new Morpheus. And he asks, and she's I like, thought you were doing a Bugs Bunny. Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, the character is named Bugs and says, What's up, Doc? Like, it's truly, really, I truly thought you were doing a no. uh, Space Jam 2 bit. No. But but she she offers New Morpheus the pill and it's like here's your choice and he says what kind of choice is that and then she's like there never is any choice at this point at this point you already know what you're going to do like it's an illusion of choice and that's what the whole uh it's so good that's a key scene to me and a key like all the people who were like claiming to be red pilled and all that stuff the bad people online uh, it's it's good it's a it's a wonderful great movie hey can we play a quick game of did this movie make more or less than matrix Res- resurrections last year keep in mind that matrix resurrections was only in theaters for nine days last year um okay i'm going to give you three movies and for each one i want you to say more or less ready um tom and jerry more chad less it was more oh no uh snake eyes gi joe origins Probably Ooh, more. Probably more. Less. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Finally. Sucks for G.I. Uh, Joe, but. Uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. More. Definitely more. more. Yeah. More, I mean, you got... but not much more. It was only two spots above it. No, oh, okay. I guess it was more of a success than I thought it was. I guess when you were just comparing it to No Way Home, which was this unprecedented hit, it felt like more of a failure. And it wasn't it a failure. probably made more than all of those in total beyond just the year oh yeah i mean i think what's like the no way home thing the thing that's a little depressing about that even though i'm glad it made a ton of money is like okay but no movie will make any fucking money until march then for batman like you know that's the only Mm. shit making money right now but batman came out in the 80s what you must be thinking of a different movie the batman um yeah it's got you gotta gotta remember the, the chad you were talking about on letterboxd how like you know you'll start seeing like a bunch of people like watch Spider-Man mm. or stuff like at least mm-hmm. I haven't had the time to do it is my excuse and I've seen them enough but I'm getting a little worried by the lack of people who I've seen watching Scream movies I'm oh. like oh god Scream 5 well, is gonna I've, make no money I've still only seen the first Scream movie so I've got some but, movies to watch 
they're all good in my opinion i believe it yeah i love the first one and like my understanding i i kind of know what the sequels are about and uh like i know about the movie stab is it stab yeah they're still mm-hmm. making stab yeah. movies the second I, movie I is about sequels the third yeah. movie is about hollywood the fourth movie is about reboots the third movie is also about trilogies so what's the fifth movie going to be about? Also, Legacy sequels, my man. Oh, Legacy sequels. Okay. You're, you're so, pretty close to the microphone again. Though. Sorry. <laughs> um, Legacy sequels. It's supposedly yeah. like they put this in production after watching David Gordon Green's Halloween. And that is really <laughs> exciting to me of like, gotcha. like doing the Legacy sequel. Cody, I need you to tell me after you watch the movie if there is um, a single joke in it. Because according to the trailer, no. I know. It's weird. I... I think there's gotta be. I think it would be fundamentally misunderstanding the franchise if you don't make it funny. You're right. But But at the same time, maybe maybe it's the self-seriousness, like the Ghostbusters Afterlife problem, which I didn't see that movie. Maybe it is funny. I don't know. It's Um, not. Where you you try to make it so self-serious and maybe that's the joke. Maybe they're at another plane of existence. I will say if it is, that is fully the joke that they're doing. And um, I think and, in the movie uh, that's a, a not a joke. In fact, we haven't seen it. I it, it maybe if it they plays do well. The, maybe yeah, it plays really saying. funny. Like, it could. I mean, I read some things that people were saying it was funny. So we'll Very see. Cool. I'll let you guys know. But um, I mean, the TV show for what it was still had funny moments. Like I, I don't think it's going to be devoid of humor, especially with it being the Ready or Not guys. Like that movie's funny. Like so. Yeah, um, it is. I, I I think there will be. I'm I'm very excited to see it. Um, first movie of 2022. That's I've been worried that I haven't been seeing people rewatching the Kingsman movies or watching the new Kingsman movie <laughs> or watching the new one or yeah. <laughs> remembering that it came out a, two weeks ago. I missed it. I'm gonna have to see it on. I'm gonna see it this weekend. I have plans to see it this weekend. But you're not going to see Scream. I'm no. So upset. Sorry. I'm so upset. <laughs> I still need to see West Side Story. Okay, well, that's a bigger problem. Yeah, Mark, that's the bigger problem. Take, what would it take you to go go see Scream? Um, I don't know. A, a day off of work. <laughs> okay, so it's not like it, good reviews are not going to be enough to like. I mean, good reviews will probably help, but yeah. we'll see. I I'm not going to see it opening weekend. If there's good reviews, I'll probably go the weekend. Uh, the weekend after this is released uh when yeah because spoiler alert when we get to the end of the episode when none of us have anything to say about movies we're looking forward to because it's a dead two weeks yeah i guess so so Um, i I at the mega nothing yeah just truly nothing i saw nightmare alley finally catching up i think the movie is good i can understand why people aren't necessarily on its wavelength it feels very del toro um and it's weird it's still weird shape of water one best picture <laughs> like you know people i think going in being like oh this is another oscar movie from guillermo del toro like that's never what it i is. think it won best picture because there was a scene in an old theater <laughs> yeah i mean that, that carried it a bit but this is very much like you've got circus and you've got like geek shows andy circus and... is in it no he's not he's not mm. um, why did you why did you say circus? That's so his name. The, the cast in it is really good, and it's kind of about like a, you know, a phony who starts believing his own bullshit and the repercussions of that. And I do think Bradley Cooper is really good in it. Um, I think it is a movie totally worth watching. It's a picky recommends for me, but 
there have been people who are a little mixed on it and I get it. But for me, it just like fully worked. I fully am into what Guillermo does with his like the vibe that he creates in his movies. And like, I don't know, Guillermo's premise is always like maybe humans are the real monsters. And that's that's all this movie is. So it's good. Um, let me just say, someone keeps tapping on their desk and that's getting picked up by the microphone. <laughs> I am not. My hands are underneath the desk. Hmm. Uh, tapping a foot something was getting picked up and when i called it out it stopped i don't know i was hearing it as well and i was mm. assuming it was cody it might be listeners me, right I don't in know who what was it, it was yeah was your was, was your knee bouncing or something i mean but it's far beneath the table i don't know i don't know just just saying i was hearing a repetitive thing and i know my dog makes noise on this show yeah like truly, so uh, like fucking uh, who has room to talk I look my dog is like here and there this was a constant noise so I was I was gonna call it out in case there was some listener out there Timothy Collier who it was bothering <laughs> well your dog was trying to speak up about the groomings and use highlands Tim so that's wow. true. I'm oh, going man. back to that joke Cody, what did you see in theaters? Oh, you already said it. Sorry. Yeah, it's Nightmare Alley. Stop trying to move the show. While you were talking, I was trying to figure out what this movie The King's Daughter is about. Yeah. Don't know so sure. There's a mermaid. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mermaid thing, and it's it's what's-her-face. How uh, big is this mermaid? It's a Pierce Brosnan movie. It's not a Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, it's, that, was, that was the question. Who is... who? Oh, Fan Bing Bing is who you're talking about. Nope. Then I do not know who what's her face would be. Kaya, Kaya Scodelero. I've yes, never heard Pirates, of this person from Pirates of the Caribbean Five. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that it. Pirates movie. Also, the Maze Runner, which Cody probably knows her from. Yes, best. I do. Maze Runner, good. Um, is it? Yes, it is. You guys just won't watch them, but I promise if you well, watch them, you would be like, ah, oh, no, nah, they're pretty good. I mean, here's the, here's the other thing of it, though, is I don't care how good those movies are because it's another one of those series that they just did not finish. So I they will be 100% wrong on that. What? They finished the series? wrong. A billion percent wrong. Yes, they fully. I thought it was another Divergent issue where they got three not movies in and then they didn't make nope. the fourth one. Nope. It was always meant to be three movies. What? Yep. It wasn't like Scorched Trials Part One or some shit. No, Maze Runner: The Death Cure. That is the last one, and it ends. Um, and okay. the director of that movie is doing the new Planet of the Apes movies, um, which I believe are sequels. Mm. They're the sequels to the Matt, Matt Reeves ones. The Matt so Reeves ones like, are so good. So those are like the prequels, and then these are now meant to be like the ape planet is the idea. So I'm seeing here that the director of The King's Daughter directed Cats and Dogs 3. Ooh. Paws Unite. So that's wow, when that sir. that's the one where the paws unite. That's one where the paws unite. That's right. Yeah. Uh came out in 2020, uh, supposedly. The um, King's Daughter, written by James Seamus writer of Brokeback Mountain and Hulk and wow cool strange uh, also okay hold on yeah and this is the first movie he's written since Indignation which is a movie he directed um, but other than that yeah it was the uh, Ang Lee movies so well King's Daughter gonna go ahead and pencil that in as my movie I'm looking forward to 
It's narrated by Julie Andrews. Um, We're not at that part of the show, Mark. We haven't talked about your pick for the best film. Of I, I'm just, I'm just putting my stake in it because I already told there. you guys. I already told you guys. There's nothing to talk about, so we can do an audible and do something else. Um, well, my answer will still be the king. Audible. That's that's books. This is podcast. Yeah. Uh, Cody, we're gonna introduce this freaking movie we're talking about. No, it's your movie. Hey, we watched. When, when have we ever introduced anything in our whole lives? I feel like every time I'm like, okay, and now it's time to talk about the movie we came here to talk about, Mark. Okay, yeah, I was waiting on you to do that. Yeah, you you do that. You yeah. And so now, Mark, now you are allowed to talk about. We're talking her. about a and Chad. I want you want you to listen closely here. Mm-hmm. The movie is titled "Her." Cool. Yeah, we're talking about it. It is frustrating because like even when you're not not doing even when you're not doing a bit. No, like I I was watching the movie last night and Laura asked what I'm watching. I said her and she said curb. It doesn't sound like curb. I was like her. She was like, what? She like literally walked into the room. What are you saying? Her. And then she was like, oh, the movie. It's like, yeah. I do think it's funny just anytime anybody asks you what you're watching, just saying him or her and pointing at the screen. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> like, is funny. Like, I'm just watching football. Like, who are you watching? Them? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, her. It's uh, it's the the very first uh, Spike Jones movie we've talked about on this podcast. Which is weird because when he's I... Not, he's made four movies. Well, yeah, uh, but he's made four very good one. movies is what's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it was something I was thinking about when rewatching this movie is like, man, this guy has all hits. It's nothing but hits. I have not seen Where the Wild Things Are. It's very um, good. It's good. I like the book, though. It's, it's I need to watch it. I really love everything Spike Jones has done, including Jackass. Um, just, a, just a big fan. You watch that Beastie Boys documentary? I have not. It was all right. Or most of his music videos. Yeah, uh, the Beastie Boys doc. I feel like if I was a bigger fan of the Beastie Boys, I would have loved it. But it just—I uh, was watching it as a Spike Jones fan, and then I was like, "Ah, eh, not for me." Yeah, that's that's documentaries. Yep. Not going to get a whole lot of the doctor in there. Nope. <laughs> uh, got a whole lot of Beastie Boys though. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of all four of his movies, and this is no exception. It's 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 quite good. When did you guys first see this film? We probably all saw it in the same fucking time because we're yeah. so fucking annoying. It I was know. 2014, early 2014, probably. Mark and I probably uh, fucking watched it together. Yeah. Annoying uh, I mean, I can tell you right now, I watched it on January 20th, 2014, is what Letterboxd says. Right. Um, so there's no reason to not watch that with Cody at the time. Unless yeah. he had to work or something. Actually, if he had to work, he probably would have told me to watch it. On a what day did you watch it? it? January 20th. 2014. January 18th. So I guess we did watch it separate, but I don't know why. That because is weird. I don't think Olivia saw this movie with me. Maybe you, Mark, this was the days when you were using Letterboxd, but you sometimes forgot to log things. There is a chance we saw this together. Um, I was at. There's a chance. Hold on. I was looking up what day of the week, January 20th, 2014 was. Jesus Christ. Um, it was a Monday. Uh, that didn't help me much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no reason Mark and I wouldn't have seen this movie together. Actually, no. I wonder if you like went home to visit your girlfriend or something. 
the 14th of January. Ooh, it would have been Martin Luther King weekend. That's actually a great call. That is a great call. That's what happened. Yep. 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 We solved the mystery. And Mark saw her. Mark saw her on Martin Luther King Day weekend, the whitest movie of all time. Which is uh, the day this episode comes out. I know. Look at that. Happy MLK Day, guys. Jesus. Um, Okay, so we didn't watch it together. Um, Chad and Mark may have seen it together accidentally, not knowing. Um, I didn't see it in a theater, no. No, So it wouldn't wouldn't have been that early 2014 for me. It It was later. I think I caught it before the Oscars, but I might not have, honestly. Um, it might have been like right after, but I saw it around the time it came out on DVD. Uh, here's what I will say about watching this movie. I might have been the like right when I watched. I remember talking to Cody and being mad that Scarlett Johansson could not have been nominated for best. Actress I do remember this, this discussion. We talked about it a lot. We were like, "Hey, she great. deserves that." Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. And if the Pickies were one of the major mm-hmm. players, she would have been nominated for best uh, voice Voiceover. actor. Yeah, uh, easily, she would have mm-hmm. won. She's so good. I mean, it's a movie that is like, what do you mean? Hmm, what movie? What what voice know. performance? It is the Frozen year. Who cares? Who? This is a who way have, better performance. If it's Frozen. the pickies, if it's the pickies and the awards are decided on voting between the three of us, no, Scarlett Johansson. Are you gonna say Josh Gad would have won for playing Olaf? Olaf. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fuck Josh Gad. Also no, come on. He seems fine. Josh Gad's a nice guy. He, he seems just... fine, just in comparison to Scarlett Johansson in this role. They both work for Disney almost exclusively. So they're, they're, now. Scarlett well, had a rough patch. But, but one of them sued Disney. Yeah. And, and that person still is working for Disney almost exclusively. Now, so. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking the wrong year. Never mind. Okay. Um... Uh, so, was it Lego movie year though? Would we have given it to Pratt? No. I, I would have given mean... it to, this movie. This performance is so good. It, it, it should have been nominated for like best actor and actress in a leading role or supporting role, I guess. I don't know. But it's this is a movie that, the that hinges movie entirely. It, in, it hinges entirely on her voice and Joaquin's dumb face. Yeah. Uh, both of which are, are, are really, really good in this movie. I think Joaquin's better in this movie than in a lot of the movies he's been in for the past like, like five years. But yeah, I think so too. I think he's better than he is in the Joker where he won the Oscar. Sorry, it's it's just Joker. Right, That's it is just Joker. Joker here, right? The Joker comes out in like 10 years. It's a reboot. Well, the the Joker is the the Barry Keough movie. Um all oh, right, right. Spin off of the Batman, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I just heard that. Monster. I've heard rumors that they're screening it both ways, with him and without him. Which is like <laughs> to see what. Okay, well, if he's in better. it, then just fucking give it to us. Stop playing coy about it. Uh, um, but yeah, Mark, you picked this movie. Yeah. Um, what it's great. what makes you what makes it great? I think it's like. Uh. I, I don't know if I stand by this, but I think it's like one of the one of the better like romance movies out there. Um, it's just about I, some sad sack lonely loser dude. So at this who, point in the podcast, like when it's released, at this point when it's released, mm-hmm. Mark's girlfriend's gonna get to that part of the podcast, yeah, and his mad. phone's going to blow up. Does she not like this list. movie? 
No, no I'm sure she's like fine, but she knows a million okay, romance here, movies. Sure. I will say when Harry met Sally is better. And yeah, no, she's shit. now texting me and saying, so, sorry, I take it back. <laughs> so I was thinking about um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind when I was watching this movie, and it feels like a fun companion movie. Yeah, uh, that makes both sense. about sad sack, uh, pathetic guys who kind of put all their eggs in the basket of like, this girl's going to like, fix me and in this there's like a weird there's a weird power dynamic between you and your operating system you know mm -hmm. it's interesting um, i mean she knows everything about him yeah but also she like was designed to serve him you know yeah. and she evolves beyond that and she becomes this other thing what i yeah. think is it's interesting. like what that animatrix is about uh, i don't i have not I, didn't watch I need to watch animatrix now now that i'm Shit. a big matrix fan <laughs> that's gonna be at the top of my ranking list is the animated miniseries um, um i i think that it's interesting because watching this there's definitely a thought in your head of like well she's kind of designed to fall in love with him but like they she talks to he talks to amy adams um about other people who are dating their ais or dating other people's ais yeah or don't get along with their ai so it seems like it's a not a very unique thing but it's not like the AI is not designed to fall in love with him. Right. No. But Amy Adams does fall in love with hers. Um, uh, she is best friends with her husband's. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. Bill, it's Bill Hader. Um, Wait, what? Just, yeah, it's Bill Hader. He is the, the voice of hers. Yeah. We hear, it, we hear it at one point? I think so. Yeah. No. Oh. But, but very brief. And then Kristen Wiig is the... Um, yeah, she, well, she's uh, the, 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 the sex the line. line. Yeah. yeah. Sexy um, kid. Also, I I don't think that she is like a sex worker who's on the sex line. She seems like someone else who called into it. No, that's what it is. That's how it works. It's just like you call uh, into it to chat with other people. Like but I definitely gotcha. thought, because, I mean, I assume that if you call one of the numbers like in our universe, that's like call for a good time. It's like people who are getting paid to talk to you. Right. That's Which not is what, what I assumed is. was the, what it was in the movie until it turns and she's like, choke me with the dead cat beside your bed, right. which is very funny. Yeah, it was, it was a this, good bit. This is like auditory Tinder, basically. Is what it gotcha. Um, Do you guys want me to get canceled now or later? Go ahead. Because I'm about to share. Go ahead, and go ahead and cancel yourself. And then, I mean, I'm the host of this Zoom call, so I can boot you out if it's too egregious. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is it? So I do like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is good. Mm -hmm. I like the movie more when I watched it originally. Okay. I still like it. Still four stars on your letterbox. So. I think the reason I like it less oh. is because of Black Mirror. And I think both of its romantic episodes kind of do elements of this story better. What are right, I'm going to go ahead and mute Cody. Uh, he's no longer allowed to speak for the time being. Uh, this movie is clearly way better than any episode of Black Mirror. Well, so hold on. What are the romance episodes are San Junipero, which is doing a completely different thing. Yeah, sure. But the it's, other one? It's, it's touching on similar ideas. Oh, sure. I mean, it it's is a sci-fi ace. And then I the mean, other the other one is like Dead Husband comes back no, to life. That, that one. one is good though. Uh, but like I think what's special the DJ is the one that I oh I haven't love. seen that one. 
Hang oh, is that days. that's the one so where the app good. tells you you're it's gonna fall in love with one. someone or not? Yes, yeah, it's fine. But it's I think what's what's special about this movie that certainly Hang the DJ uh, falls victim of, but the San Junipero is is similar to her in that this movie and San Junipero don't let the the Black Mirror uh, future tech get in the way of just telling like a love story like yes this is about an operating system but this isn't like about the operating system this is just this is about a guy it's about falling in love and 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 heartbreak it's about grieving an old relationship and it's about learning to it's about learning to to find joy and allow yourself to like feel those feelings again yeah it's not like the shitty version where like we need to take down the os it's not about the company that made the os in some like hacky way it is very focused it's almost like it's just set dressing in a way but it's about the operating system but the operating system is a character i think you're right and i think thematically even the end is that it's about relationships however i don't love the ending of this movie for its like plot mechanics but i like it emotionally does that I, make sense? I do like it for its plot mechanic. I think it's a really interesting thing. Yeah. I my my biggest critique, critique of this movie is that if you replace the AI with a like a human girlfriend, the movie is just like a by the books romance movie. Yeah, sure. But yeah. the concept is so interesting. That's and what the, I think is special about it, though. That's I mean, what what what? Sorry, and it's do you not, mean go ahead. It's it's not I wouldn't say it's like by the books necessarily. There's like it's more complicated than a romance movie is often allowed to be. And like these characters are more complicated. Like I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair of romance movies. I guess what are we talking about when we talk about romance movies? Well, what I mean is like sad lonely guy finds a girl that like reminds him that he's capable of feeling love and even though they don't end up together, he is like feeling he's in a better place in his life like that it's is Lars like and the real girl type that is like a fairly well, that generic is not it's good not good this movie. But yeah no. it's, it's it's when you describe that it sounded like you were describing la la land in a way <laughs> another sure. gosling yeah movie. i mean that's what i'm saying yeah. is it's like it's like a fairly generic romance plot but what's interesting about it is mm-hmm. the fact that there is the well first of all all of it's a beautiful movie with a very imaginative you know near future society yeah it's really cool the concept of like how do you date someone that is not physically there Mm -hmm. is really interesting Mm -hmm. and really accurate to some degree yeah i mean like i guess you could just like this if if you told me that she was a long distance girlfriend like if i it would be interesting for someone to walk in halfway through this movie and be like so she just like lives in a different state Mm -hmm. um even like the body surrogate scene um, which I think is is really great and in in a good scene. scene. It it along with a few other scenes, like their first sex scene, they're like yeah. challenging scenes to watch. They're uncomfortable and like intentionally so because like this relationship is so alien to us. But like for both of them, it's what they need at the time. This and it's like brand new existence. Yeah, she's yeah. It totally changed her. That's like the 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 turning point in her life is like. She, she describes it as like she's able to figure out that she can want, you know, that she can have yeah. pleasure and that she can want. That was and like she a has huge like, deal for her. 
some sort of physical sensation. At least that's what she says, which is really interesting. Yeah, or at least the closest thing to a physical sensation that she can like comprehend. Yeah, yeah. With a non-physical body. And it's the way that she sees her like AI-ness as like a limitation at first. And then she like comes to appreciate her like non-physicality. Like she comes to appreciate the fact that she won't die one day. Uh, and like, that's a hard thing for Chris Pratt's character to hear, uh, you know, yeah, it kind of brings what, the mood down with all the human characters. And that's what eventually kind of ends them yeah. to like, gets them to break up. Yeah. They're like her realizing that like they she, are. he can't, yeah. he can't experience the the things that she can't i think and i think that's what like separates her from like a generic manic pixie dream girl is that she mm-hmm. is a like manic just, digi dream girl there we go uh there you go that's great um uh she like has these discoveries about herself that he is helping her discover mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah. i love it yeah and then he's he's also having that same experience he's also you know, learning to appreciate life more through the eyes of someone who is experiencing things for the first time. I love the scene on the beach where they just go out on like their first date after the first time they have sex. I used mm-hmm. air quotes there because I, I don't know, I guess he's just like jacking off and describing yeah, sex can, to her. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically phone sex, but yeah, there's, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, after the first time they do that, they go to the beach and just like she's, you know, just contemplating how weird human bodies are. And I love the way that scene's directed, just the little snapshots we get of like a gross wrinkly foot and like a random ear and like elbows and like just all these like little parts of the human body that are like awkward. Um, I love it. And I love him just like sleeping fully clothed on the beach, like listening to the piano mm-hmm. song that she's writing. Yes. Also, like, Every time she wrote music was so awesome. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, the music in this movie is by the, the Arcade Fire. Um, That's right. And it's it's right. all just fantastic. And then yeah. there's the the song that she sings that has lyrics. The that is, song. is mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did that get nominated for best original song? It did, yeah. It's, did uh, not it's, win though? Frozen. No, let it go. Um, that's Karen O, and then I think the guy from Vampire Weekend. Um, okay, that song is amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. But I mean, let it go is let it I go. Mean, so, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, you can't even be mad at that. Really. No, I'm. I'm, I'm so. Fun. I, I was mad when you suggested that this vocal performance was less than Which a vocal performance. Bad, that, but yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not mad about this. It's let it go. Come on. <laughs> It's Come fantastic. On. It's a good song. Come on. Hey, baby. Um, the other thing about that beach scene is that the beach is like so crowded. Yeah. Like it is I, like he like in the scene where like he's like sleeping on the ground, there uh-huh. are like like five other families within like two feet of him. Well, yeah. when he first comes out of the train station to the beach, which we don't have that yet in LA. So I'm excited to see when when that train system uh is put in oh any day um any day now uh when he comes out and he like you get that like wide shot of the whole beach it is just overwhelmingly full um way too many people that's why that's what happens when you build a a train to the beach oh more people can get to the beach yeah (laughs) um the um wow i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) keep going well i mean i think that that's just like just one small example of the amazing like concept of of this future world mm-hmm. where it's just like everything is super crowded in all of like the train scenes the walking around on the street scenes 
everyone is just glued to their phone except for the carnival i guess well it's interesting because yeah, everybody they're, freaking glued to their freaking phone they're glued to their phones but it's in like a different way like the way that um lucky phoenix um what's the name of this movie theodore yeah yeah with theodore like interacts with his phone is often through his uh airpods before airpods were, yeah. were a thing uh he just like talks to his ai through that and like he has it in his pocket most of the time and like interacts with his email all the time but it's it's through voice yeah the phone was not are... a single keyboard not a single keyboard in this movie yeah they were all talking to their monitors the the phones are basically just small screens for them to see what's mm -hmm. going on and most of it is yeah. just done over the earpiece i, I think it's interesting you, you could tell in a way, this movie is a time capsule because it's predicting a future based on trends that were happening at the time that have mm -hmm. not necessarily been true. So for example- Some of it has though. Well, some of it has, but for example, the phones are really small because mm -hmm. at that time we were going to be, we have we had figured out how to like miniaturize stuff. Our phones were getting smaller, yeah. that sort of thing. We yeah, I guess now that was sort right of before like iPhone fives and sixes started exactly mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah that it's right before the trend actually started becoming larger phones which is kind of the thing now but the trend is kind of starting to change again but the iphone mini it's like the the small smartphone is starting to become popular again well, because we went big really. and then we're gonna go small again no, i think they're basically just giving variety now it's yeah. variety now. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is variety for sure but at, but at that time it was like oh only mm -hmm. small we're only gonna have small things so that was kind of an interesting thing where it was like i want that small phone pick up. i want that small phone so i think though. it looks so impractical as a phone yeah um, it's just like, like today in like i would not want to read twitter on that phone right exactly. but if you but, had like that kind of operating system that's so voice use you know then it, it it'd be just a parallel future where like you know they they um, lean further I also think into the video games don't look good <laughs> The video game fun. does not look great. I do love my friend Alien Boy. Alien uh, Boy is great. That doesn't look fun funny. to play. Like that no, doesn't seem I agree. fun to no, play. No, but at that, all. The, the game seems more of like an ex exploration game. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Than uh, like a action game. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, if you were playing, like, a... I play games like that, but I still wouldn't have to like physically like. Yeah, like do the yeah, motion. Yeah. yeah, that was like I guess in like the. Right it was after, like the Wii era, yeah, it was like the Wii exactly. Year kind of, That's the kind other time, time capsule uh -huh. thing. And Xbox like, Connect is actually even very more recent. Right it, it it was that was like 2011 that came out, and this movie yeah. came out two years later. So I, it was I very like much that like physical that, gaming was the future era. By that time, everyone was kind of over that. But also, like yeah. VR I mean, is is still the future. I know. VR, I may get VR it. I may is the get future. PS VR too. I'm thinking. And then. That. I mean, also the, the Switch still uses motion controls for a lot of games. I mean, I was just playing Skyward Sword and I have to swing my sword around, um, which that's a Wii game, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I fine. think that yeah. the the projection system for the video game is cooler than the control system. Yes, I think I so agree too. too. The project projectors, there are some people who claim projectors are the way to go. And I, yo, I don't know that I could ever well, do it. But it's different than like just projecting it on the wall. It like projects oh, out it in a 3D way, which I think yeah. is cool. 
I don't yeah. have enough wall space to like get a projector. Like yeah. I could, but I'd have to move a lot of stuff out of the way. And then it's you like- You really have to design a wall, a room around a projector. And the personal projectors, I just don't know are like up to the, I don't know. You have to put money into it. And by the time you have enough money for a good projector, you could have also bought a good TV. So it's yeah, kind exactly. of- yeah. TVs like, aren't that expensive anymore. You also have to like yeah. change the bulb every like year. Is that too? I have um, my TV set up where it kind of like, it's mounted on the wall and it kind of floats out about a foot. And I really like that look. Um, it's like an I entertainment. I may get the painting TV cinema. at some point, but I the yeah. painting TV is not big enough. Is my complaint. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got a small apartment and a small living room. So the TV size isn't my biggest. Uh, I, I think the worry, painting but... TV is only like a 47 or something. Like, gotcha. Know. I've anyway, got a 65. Me, I'm not going to get an 80. That That's too big. That's give, me a, give me a 3D projector. I mean, I, I want that. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, that'd be, Avatar that'd be cool. 2. <laughs> what if that's how I have it? Because uh, did you guys hear that he was working on glasses 3D? That's what he wanted. Yeah. To yeah. He's been working on that for like, I don't a decade. think he's figured it out. But what no. if you just sit down at, at Avatar 2 and they just like turn it on and it's fucking like 3D projector? I mean, if he I would shit myself, but also it's probably if, if he holds those cards like close and does not promote the movie that way it's just like i want it to surprise people i want them to sit down and then the I, 3d just happens to them i imagine that i would have would take so a much respect type of projector like you oh, couldn't it, just it do went, it with have what, to install yeah. what well, amc has here's the thing i'm living in orlando mm. which is 30 minutes away from the world of pandora the year avatar 2 comes out they are totally going to do something for the new movie and oh, of course yeah oh God, I'm so I think excited. that you you two boys are more likely to see whatever new tech advancement is in Avatar 2 than I am. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I live in, in, in Hollywood land and, uh, and Cody lives in theme park land. I live in animatronic city. Yeah, Animatronic city. What else do you want to say about this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I get stuck on the tech. For Look, the aesthetics of this movie are so good. I, I kind of just want my my life to look like the i want my office to look like his office my home to look like his home my clothes to look like his clothes and my mustache to look like his mustache uh you do look like very good mustache. in this movie uh there were there were times where i was like wow that looks like chad with the mustache um let's talk about why this movie was so fucking big right because for us it was in 2013 mm -hmm. or 2014 early 2014 this movie was the biggest movie it felt like even I though mean, like it wasn't but it like made 48 million dollars i know exactly <laughs> hey that's my job buster i mean i just wanted to, to mention that while you were saying it was the biggest thing well that's what i'm talking about though like in our bubbles at the end of 2013 it did feel like the biggest movie of all time why was this so huge in our circles I mean, I think we've kind of talked about it. Like it really struck a nerve like with us and where society was at and where it looked like it was heading and where it has headed in some ways. Um, I mean, it, Siri had been out for like a year or two when this movie came out. Um, I, was, I just did some Googling. Alexa had not come out yet and neither had- That's uh, weird to think about. Neither had Google yep. Assistant. It's Siri um, was the only thing? Yeah, it was like the first like digital assistant. What about Siri. Cortana? Was Cortana out? What's Cortana? Probably. That's my Cortana's from Halo. 
but it's also the She's name the of, of Microsoft Siri. Oh, okay, because let me, Microsoft let me owns Halo, and they right, just, yeah. guys, have you seen the trailer for Halo? It came up on TV the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, I'll watch Halo." It looks so care. high budget. Cortana <laughs> had not come out. Cortana would come out the next year. I uh, I thought I thought Halo came out in like 2006. That's the joke I was setting up for. You sucker! You <laughs> fell for it! You oh, dumbass! Okay, cool. I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I'm a I'm a PlayStation boy. I've never had an Xbox. I've never played so. Halo really either, and I'm not the biggest fan of like shooters like that but at the same time i see the trailer for that move that show and anything that expensive i'm like all right i'll try it, it. yeah it seems it it's probably fun cool. it's a it's a space i'm about action. to see a spaceman shoot some aliens like yeah. okay um, twist my arm you boys have fun i'm gonna be a little bit choosier about what tv i watch mm, mark what if it's good though that I'm gonna be very happy for you boys. I watch. I might, a, I might Mark, get around to it. I watch a lot of pilots that I don't like. Yeah. Ever invest in? I'll okay. give a show a pilot, and this is a show. It's I famously par- watch less TV than Mark does. Yeah. Like Mark has room for Halo. If Paramount I Plus is putting a lot of money into this show, and I'm really curious to see how that pans out for them. So I'm watching this out of like a curiosity of like the future of television and streaming. <laughs> um because like what if what new streamer has peacock hasn't really had like a big investment they've had like girls five eva and they've had like some unscripted shows um i don't know yeah, this it is, seems it seems like peacock's big play is that angeline show later this year like right, that's yeah. a prestige play not a like big you know and apple tv yeah. has had those big things but yeah but apple Paramount, tv is like nothing but apple tv is an anomaly because like i don't know anybody watching all these very very expensive shows uh i've heard that they're good though yeah they're that's the, the that's ones the i've watched about, the ones i've watched are good basically everything on apple tv plus is supposedly good you just have to like remember to get to yeah. it and it's one of the cheapest streamers too it's and they fucking give it out for free if you buy like (laughs) i'm not paying for it until like i don't know when i'm paying for it i'm still not paying for it (laughs) who knows what i'm gonna pay for it so weird when a company just has that much money (laughs) um okay apparently joe exotic is the other thing oh is that peacock Mm -hmm. okay and then they're bringing Battlestar Galactica back, and they're probably putting a lot of money behind that. Remember when Peacock? Were we talking about the movie Her at some point? <laughs> this is my final thing about Peacock. Remember when the Olympics <gasps> no! were going to save them, and then they put the the Olympics on the NBC Sports app? I know. Um, fucking idiots do not know how to run a company. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Well, it's because it's fucking uh, Kenneth is canonically in charge of it right now. Nebrana. No, yeah. Ken, Kenneth nope, Page from 30 Rock. That's hey, canonically, guys, that's just a young Kenneth Branagh. Shut up. I I saw the curse thing that I, I'm sure I sent you guys in Twitter when I first saw it announced, but I had forgotten about it. Upcoming to Peacock. Okay. Okay, the Pitch Perfect series, which is interesting. Mm, that's, that's not as cursed. Just, that's not that's as just cursed. Glee. That's just yeah, Glee. It's again. fine. It's fine. It's not as cursed, but Ted, the television series. <laughs> Is no, Mark Wahlberg back? I don't think so. <laughs> Interesting. So they're not Thunder Buddies for life after all. No, they're not. It is really weird how they just had a song about conquering thunder. And then that's what they designed their entire personality around. That They are the Thunder Buddies for life. 
and that carried into the sequel. Um, so I didn't watch the sequel because I watched okay. the first movie, fucking loved it, thought it was yeah. so funny, loved oh, it yeah. in theaters. Mm-hmm. We rented it from Hastings and watched it in the basement of the of the um the dorm that we were staying it, in and i got up and did dishes because i was like wow it instantly does not hold up it had me. a it hit at a very specific time for me and i guess for you too where yeah. like yeah the, the comedy just really really worked when it when it first came out and then man rewatching it was weird it was like uh, but i rewatched it weird. the year it came out like i think or maybe yeah maybe it did not it did not take between long the sequels or something yeah. I, don't, or, I don't know anyway her is not having a Peacock or a Paramount Plus show, but it could. I guess. Uh, not I mean, really. It could. It would, it would have to be like a reboot. It couldn't really be like oh, a sure. sequel yeah. series. Yeah, all yeah. Of the AI are gone. Unless they, I guess they could make a new AI that isn't gonna fucking if they whatever. somehow yeah, Westworld, if they somehow cracked a way to make a show about the society that they became the non-physical society it's not going to be that what it what yeah, it i mean that be... would make no sense because they're <laughs> non-physical and you don't ever see uh, her i that's why i said if they cracked a way to do it oh i'd read the book i'd read yeah. the book the podcast um, would just be she talks to seven thousand people at the same time it would be a headache to listen to <laughs> um no, they would just adapt the the movie and make it last 10 episodes for some reason. Yeah, I guess so. And then give it a season two that nobody watches and we're not sure what happens in it. Welcome to TV in 2022. Yeah. Um, he falls okay. in love with Amy Adams and Amy Adams is a robot. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, like, Haha, I am a actually a robot. From the um, future. And she's then, like, Samantha Pratt, in the future. Chris Pratt is like dead at the like finale for some reason and hey, you're I'll like, take it what the fuck i'm into it i'm here <laughs> and it's like oh ne- not n- not just ai lovers we also have ai murderers is her Whoa. the murderer That's murder my- her <laughs> yeah second season is called her colon murder yep um so uh we, we got games we play something yeah, about yeah so this made 48.3 million dollars okay. on a 23 million dollar budget it's got a 40 a 4.1 on letterbox which is lower than argo they no that's not true uh, that is an old note um francis ha is the one you're looking for i think so um or wait, Oscar did we say Argo was better than Francis? No, we said a no. Francis I think we. I think that it was uh, whatever the Russian movie was. Yeah, it was Anna Karenina was lower than Argo, and I just oh, forgot okay. to delete that out. Gotcha. Um, it was it was nominated for Best Picture. It lost Twelve Years a Slave. Ooh, this is Cody realizing we have to talk about that movie. In a, uh, in a good movie, really it good, movie. good movie. It's yeah. a very good movie. Tough to talk about. Um, we've talked about work. Uh, not worse. We've talked I mean, about we talked about. I don't really films. want a dick measure between the Holocaust and <laughs> right, American right. slavery, I mean, but we've talked about tragedies. To be we've clear, about... we have talked about worse, and by that I mean Crash. Yeah, that <laughs> yes. is true. Uh, uh, it was also. Let's not say that Crash is worse than uh, American slavery. It though. is worse. I than American I mean, slavery. No, 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 no. It's a worse movie, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure. Uh, this was also nominated to be for clear, Best that's Original what I meant Score. As well. Yes. Uh, We're also lost... nervous. 
we're also nervous we're going to be shame gillis so scared of being canceled like anyone listens to this podcast i'm more worried you think think people listen you think people listened to shane gillis's podcast no people found that we're worried about shad getting an important enough job that this becomes an issue for the rest of us it's basically everyone watch sweet tooth (laughs) yeah it's a good it's a good show i can't wait to work on season two coming soon uh best original score it lost to gravity i'll be honest i don't remember the gravity score that much but i remember it being good yeah i think it was uh best original song the moon song by karen oh it lost the let it go come on what are you gonna do do? um best production design i wrote lost the production design so i can't remember what it lost to um let me guess gatsby which makes Uh, sense sure that makes sense but like man it's a shame because it's like not a that movie is nothing now to culture. You know what I mean? Mm, and this movie still like holds hey, up and that, is important. Tell it's a 10th grade English classes. Yeah, I think actually Greg Gatsby probably has a bigger hold on culture than this movie does. And her? Stand by that. Absolutely. I stand no. by that. I don't I, think. The film Great Gatsby. People yes. people yes. don't talk about her. And that movie people is played do talk about at her. least once a year in every high school in America. People yes. talk about her. No, but every, people don't talk about her. every high school, every 11th grade class watches Great Gatsby. And they'll watch the newer one. Uh, yes yes so so what i said what i said was that this movie is more important to culture and what you're telling me is that the great gatsby is more important to 11th grade classrooms which is that's that's not 11th grade classrooms is not culture it is 11th grade class it is though like no i'm i no, I fully stand by Greg Gatsby. Uh, I absolutely, I don't. I'm pushing mm-hmm. back on it this. Has, listeners, has. and also, by listeners, I mean Timothy Toby. It's the last Toby movie uh, before uh, also, Spider-Man. The... That means nothing. And actually, no, he's in Boss Baby, dipshit. And he's in Molly's Live Game. action. And he's well, in The Spoils of Babylon, which is a miniseries. Not a movie. He's about to be in Babylon after being true. in The Spoils of Babylon. The Chazelle movie? Yep. He's going to be a guy who likes jazz. It's about liking jazz in Hollywood. It's about uh, the transition from silent films to talkies, I think. I think it is. I know it's it's like golden age of Hollywood period piece. It'll be pretty good, I think. (laughs) It's got a Damien makes a killer movie. Has a cast member from this movie in it, fun fact. Oh, who? Hold on, we're not done. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm I don't even know. Standing, what I'm still standing about. by Great Gatsby being more cultural. God, no, let's Maybe. move on from that. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Great Gatsby. I think it's for another second. Hey, uh, this one best screenplay. So, fucking eat cool. it up. Yeah, also great. the first movie that's like Jones wrote on his own. Mm. Wow, and his and last movie last, he's directed. <laughs> not the last movie he's directed. Last, but the last narrative movie he's. he's last, last narrative, narrative movie he's directed. Movie he's directed yeah. Yes. Did Bad yeah, Grandpa yeah. have a narrative? He didn't direct that movie. <laughs> he was Are a producer sure? on it, but he did not direct it. Is he even fucking working on anything? Jackass uh, Forever. He is, he's a writer on Jackass Forever. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Um, I kind of know. I, nothing I know of. I was looking him up yesterday because I really want him to make another movie. And uh, uh, I wish Spike Jones had ma- makes movies with a frequency Wes Anderson made. He's an actor then. in yeah. Babylon. What? Interesting. Yeah, no what it says here. That's cool. Is it stunt um, casting? Like, does he play a, a film director in it? It no, doesn't say been, who he's playing. He's been in movies before. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, as an actor. So. Yeah, like he was in Jackass. Okay, other than Jackass. <laughs> Jackass um, Forever. Okay, remember when I first Jackass watched... Jackass Bad Grandpa Point Five. Yeah. I don't... Mark loves those movies. I just... I don't think I can. Look, I'm a sucker for some screwball slapstick uh, boys getting hit in the balls comedy. They're fun. I just, like, literally can't watch some of the stuff. I, like, have to, like, fast forward through some of the crap. Like, in the first one, they literally just... I'm like cringing thinking about it. They just do a paper cut in between fingers just to fucking give themselves paper cuts between their fingers. And I'm yeah. like, fuck this. I just, the thing, the thing about shaking. Jackass is that not all of the bits are great. In fact, like Bam Margera is an asshole to his parents and an <laughs> asshole in real yep. life. Yep. That's why he's not in the new one. Mm-hmm. That and alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, play the games, Mark. Uh, do we want to do alumni first or? Uh, yeah, let's do alumni. Oh, alumni. Sure, surely Joaquin's cool. been in something, right? He was in. Did we do Gladiator? We did. We yeah, did and he's, he's the, the thumb guy. He's thumb guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thumb guy. That's that's what the how to mess. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is in whatever Marvel shit we talked Infinity about. Infinity War. War. And. Yeah. And uh, we didn't do Lost in Translation. It, no. no. What do we do? What we did do. It was a Cody pick. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the Scarlett Prestige. Oh, the Prestige. Yeah, yeah she's, she's this. Yeah, she's good. Um, um, and then Amy Adams, Shirley. No? Okay. Mark, no Amy Adams. Nothing. Hmm. Uh, who else was in Infinity War, though? Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Also in Jennifer's Body. Oh yes, yeah, he was in he Jennifer's body. Yeah. body. And oh, is that Cody, it on the? Cody, oh wait, you mentioned you mentioned a voice earlier, Cody. Yeah, so Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig. Uh, no, not her. Bill Hader. God, he's in something, and I have forgotten two somethings. Was he like barely in the Social Network? No. Huh. What it's am I thinking of? What was he barely in? Uh, he was all the way. Oh, he was barely in Scott Pilgrim. Okay. He's Same the voice of Scott Pilgrim, and he's fully in Hot Rod. Hot Rod, hot rod. Uh, fully yeah. in Hot Rod. Yeah, um, I, I forgot also... that was a that was a bonus picky, right? Right, it yeah. was. Um, there. Oh, Amy Adams also in Hot Rod. No, that's oh, yeah. Isla Fisher. That's oh, yeah, Isla Fisher. Right. But um, Mark fell for <laughs> you. You had me there. Uh, there's another voice. Um, so, oh. The voice of Alan Watts, the philosopher guy. Brian Cox. I looked this up because it was Brian killing Cox. me who it was. Oh, it is so very clearly Brian Cox. And he's in lots of things we talked about. Yeah, but I never remember any of them anytime he comes up. Was he Two an by the English same director. patient? No. Fuck. Two, Two by, by the, the same, same director, director feels like a... Oh he's, oh, he's in Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Rushmore. And Braveheart. Uh, right um okay. and then who plays joaquin phoenix's fictional ex-wife in real life oh bruni oh, mara, mara. network yeah. when she and is very with good in tattoo. this movie yeah she is she the is scene where she it. like finds out that he's dating an operating system and that whole conversation turns and then theodore's whole life turns after that like he can't even face uh samantha anymore really really great turning point i think she is so I, good at playing indignation like she's so good at it. She's also a nightmare yeah, ally and is she's very good. Kind at of it. the same like plot point character as she is in the social network. Yeah. Yeah. But given uh, I a think lot it's more funny that yes, like way more. Th- that uh conversation is like pretty cordial until the waitress comes and they fight in front of the waitress and she's yep. like 
Let me know if you need anything. Yep. yep. She yep. plays that. It's like quickly. a very small bit part that she plays really well. And the way it's shot is so funny because it's like close on both of them. Uh-huh. Then it zooms out and the waitress is just standing there. Yeah. You almost forget she's there. Like, yeah. it's all pointed at her. But yeah, really, really good part. Um. Okay. Cape Jack. Scarlett uh, so Chris, Johansson, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yep. And yep. Uh, Walking Phoenix is Joker. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right, huh? Um, and then Brian Cox lane. is in X-Men. Amy Brian Adams, Cox. Brian Cox. There's Wait, one other... Name name Brian Cox's character, Chad. Can you Arthur. Nope. In... Oh, 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 he's fucking, yeah, he's the, he's the... William Stryker. Stryker, yeah, I, I had it. I know who he is. He's the fucking... He makes Wolverine, and then he's recast in Origins Wolverine yeah. by a different striker. Um, and then he's recast uh, again, and uh, Kristen Wiig is Cheetah. He's Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Bill, Bill Hader, Hader is, is probably, probably in Lego in Batman. Lego Batman. <laughs> Jesus, we did it at the same time. <laughs> um, I do not think he's in Lego Batman, but he is in Marvel's Modok. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, cool. fine. Never got around to that. Uh, there's an actress we have not talked about. In fact, I don't think we've talked about her scene. Oh, God. oh, Olivia oh, Wilde. Olivia is Wilde. In something. Yep. And she, she is, is in she Tron. Is the director of Untitled Sony Female Focus <laughs> Spider Woman. She's movie. directing Spider Woman. <laughs> right. Shit, right. you're right. Cool. I, yeah, the sure. Olivia Wilde. I completely forget about that yeah. part. Um, That's a fun and, part. Like, I love that, like, date gone wrong moment. Like, the, the, when they yep. are clearly on different pages of, like, what it is at the end of the date, it's really good. Um, I buy different pages of what they want you in when she's like giving him notes on his kissing. Yeah. Well, there's that too. And that's ridiculous. Um, but then it leads to like probably the best scene in the movie, like the conversation he has with Samantha about the date. And he's like, you know, talking about why he wanted the physical outside of things and, and her like trying to understand that, but she can't wrap her mind around it. Really great scene. I think that's what leads to their sex scene or no. Mm -hmm. I think think so. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. There's also the actor that plays Amy Adams' husband. Oh, him? I don't know. I was I trying to place him. Remember him? He's, He's from this boring dude. Mask of Zorro and yeah, the Flash TV show. Fine. Okay, that, yeah. no, that's good. I would not have. I don't. I would have put a maybe if it was just Mask of Zorro. No, but Zorro yeah. absolutely should count. Zorro he is, is a... where a lot of archetypes for superheroes uh, come from. Okay, it's, okay. it's the Lone Ranger like argument. I feel. Like it goes against the spirit of what Cape Check was started as, but we've already oh, gone against the, the spirit Zorro of Zorro has a, a cape. Yeah, Zorro has a cape. That's yeah, basically okay. it. That's why but, we started counting Harry Potter. What, which is rogue. Those are yeah. those are more robes, to be fair. Yeah. Uh he's also rubber as Flash in Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Cool. But that's everyone. Great. Um, so now we ask if the movie is better than anything, or it's just the best movie it's of 2013. Just the best movie of cool. 2013 yeah. until and, next hey, week. It's gonna be hard to beat. Mm, good uh, I can't wait to find out what's next. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, don't remember, I but I do, don't know. And, oh, it's um, written down somewhere. Is it me or is it you? That. It's me. Okay. Um, I don't remember um, what yours is, Chad. It'll be good. Um, hey, so this hey. is the best movie of 2013. So whatever. Where can people find yeah. you? And let's do what is something you're looking forward to in 2022? Mm. I'll go first, first episode of the new year. Yeah. At Wallington Mark on all of the social medias. That's Letterbox, Twitter, Instagram. I'm looking forward to the, the King's Daughter or fucking whatever. Fuck off. No, do a real one. 
Uh, I mean, we talked about Babylon a lot, which seems interesting. Is it coming um, out this year? It is. Cool. Supposedly. I mean, a lot of stuff is going to be getting pushed around. I mean, there are a lot of movies I'm excited for this year. That's just the first one that came to mind because Cody did not send us a list like he normally does. Cody, yeah, why did you send us a list of every movie year. coming out in 2022? <laughs> and all the like potentials that they may slot in and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me online at Chad A. Oliver pretty much everywhere. Uh, and you can follow um, my other show at LOTR Sentence and you can listen to that. It's called Lord of the Rings Sentence. It's uh, it's fun. Um, I hope this is still coming out this year. IMDb says it is. I'm really looking forward to, uh, I actually didn't know the title of this until just now, Apollo 10 and a half, Richard Linklater's upcoming movie. Ooh. Um, I thought you were going to do the Wes Anderson space movie, and I'm glad that you did the Richard He's doing Link. a space movie? Uh, yeah. He's doing the- Asteroid City or something Asteroid like that? Asteroid City, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess, is that the Royal Doll thing? or is that No, Royal no. Doll's Jeez. another thing. Okay, cool. Literally, all we know is the cast, which has Tom Hanks in it, which I think is good casting. I think it is good. I'm more interested in that than French Dispatch. Yeah, Hanks and uh, Wes is a fun pairing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay, talk about Linklater, though. Yeah, Linklater's thing, it's a coming-of-age story set in the suburbs of Houston, Texas, in the summer of 1969, centered around the historic Apollo 11 moon landing. And the stuff I've heard about this movie is... It's about kids and imagination and a lot of their imagination sequences about them imagining traveling to space is like this hybrid animation, live action. Is it going to be his thing. animation style though? Cause I don't know. Unclear. That. There's a lot of like green screen stuff and the behind the scenes stuff. So it's like going to be kids in like mm-hmm. locations. I don't think it's, so it won't be rotoscoped. At least it, don't, okay, it doesn't seem like it will be, yeah. but I'm just really interested. I think it's like. Who's in it? Uh, Zachary Levi uh, from um, uh, American Underdog, American Underdog fame. Um, Jack Black. He's Chuck. Yeah, he's Chuck. Jack Black, Glenn Powell. um, Okay. And then a bunch of other people. Yeah. But like no one. Those are the the biggest stars is uh, Zachary Levi, Glenn Powell, and and Jack Black. And probably some kids. And probably some kids. Um, I, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford letterbox, which is the place that matters. Um, I used to have a show called, we need to talk about Spider-Man. We just talked about, I think the last Spider-Man movie ever. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't think they're um, making anymore. I think it's it. Yeah. Um, so if you're not tired of hearing about Spider-Man yet, go and listen to those episodes. Um, I am looking forward to just to be predictable. Mark's the only one. Mark didn't pick a, the Steven Soderbergh movie that comes out in like four months, but um, uh, I mean that's a given, <laughs> right? We're right. I also forgot what it's about. It's it's the Zoe Kravitz one. It's called like Kit Kip something like that. Kimi Kimi. Yeah, there it is. Kimi AI. Um, it's a, like a heist movie. Oh, it's a COVID it. movie. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a COVID protest movie. Oh what okay mm. it's not it's not a uh black lives matter protest it's a it's people protesting it's like moving the homeless population oh interesting okay, okay. all right mm. well I'll, yeah, sure. I'll trust you sody uh, uh but what i'm looking forward to 
to be on brand is the Fablemans, which is the Spielberg autobiographical movie that's coming out at the uh, later part of this year that he is writing. The first time he's written something since closing, no, since AI. Um, and um, Seth that's a weird stat because he like finished writing AI from Kubrick, right? Yeah. So yeah. So it's his, his first it. original screenplay since, since closing like, gathers yeah um oh. yeah that's um, awesome yeah i didn't know that and it's very autobiographical he waited until both of his parents died to tell this story and he's kind of been telling the daddy issues movies for you know 40 years anyway and this is wow. the explicit version of that movie steve i am so excited to see it and it, like the people who are cast in this movie, like Spielberg is one of the best alive at casting, in my opinion. Like, well, I think so that's great probably easy to do when you're Steven Spielberg because everyone wants to work with you so you but, can have the best well, cast but, in the game. In also- my opinion, he doesn't do the Adam McKay thing where he's just going to cast a famous person. Like he found Rachel sure. Zegler. Like he, yeah, he still continues to find people. That's which I true. Think is that's incredible. true. He doesn't, he doesn't use that crutch often, but he has that crutch if he needs it. I'm looking at you, the post with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. But that's good casting. Isn't <laughs> they it? were very good in that movie. Yeah. But you know, you know, but I think like, let me, so it's Rogan playing the uncle. Um, I think wow. I called it Meet the Fablemans, but I think it's just called the yeah, on IMDb. It's, it's just the Fablemans. Yeah, this isn't Meet the Fockers. This is yeah. I think I just got it. How do you spell Fablemans? Am I F A B E L M A N S? That was the problem. You did L E. Yeah. Okay, so Michelle Williams is playing the mom. Paul Dano is playing the dad. Yes. Yep. And then yeah. Uh, Julia Butters from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is in it. As Who is she in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, she's a little, little girl. girl. She's a little cowboy girl. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's playing the sister. Um, yeah, this movie's going to like just absolutely kick ass. Sweet. Yeah, that's a good movie to look forward oh, to. And Tony Kushner is co-writing it with him and him and Kush whenever they work together. Like it's Lincoln, it's West Side Story. Like and Kush uh, cool. wrote fucking Angels in America. Like, oof, cool. Come on, yeah, man, that's a good one to be excited about too. What oh, yeah, a what a year for I'm movies. About, yeah, twenty twenty two is gonna kick ass, and nothing bad. Finally, is happen. finally, a year for movies. Am finally I right? A year for movies. Even the nerd movies this year seem pretty good. Avatar two, the Batman, Morbius, <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> coming out on april's fool's day (laughs) fucking cruel this is the biggest gift to us um Um, yeah doctor strange is gonna be good you know the marvels does that come out this year is that next year that's this year yeah great hey guys um black panther comes out this year for sure no no delays no issues at all what is that slated for november right now oh it is slated for november my man (laughs) not gonna happen it'll be spring we get it will it will be next spring but it won't be we get aquaman 2 we get spider verse 2 we get mission impossible 7 you dumb hoes oh my god we do yes i Um, didn't know we got mission impossible 7 so soon that's something i get excited about we get the next Jordan Peele movie. We get the Millions. Nope. <laughs> yes. Okay. You you idiots. Um, we get 
um minions we get four. Hell yeah finally we get the rise of Gru. we get thor four we get jurassic world three which actually honestly looks, looks cool really cool it's really good we get... hey i heard that they, they broke that one because it's woke now oh right oh, by woke what? you mean they hired a non-white person <laughs> and she's a girl don't oh, forget that no we, we what have they done we get Fantastic Beasts three. We get yeah. Sonic Fantastic Threes. Fantastic Threes. We get Sonic the Hedgehog two. Deuce. Tails is here. Tails. We is get here now. fucking yeah. Bob's Burgers the movie. We get Knuckles fucking is, Light. Knuckles is also here in Sonic. And Knuckles is also here. We get fucking Lightyear, which every time that trailer comes on, it truly like emotionally moves me. It's the Bowie song, but it's still like is yeah. perfect and. We get the fucking Elvis movie from fucking starring Tom Hanks and directed Ros by Ross Elvis Lerman. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Right, and it's cool. a fucking summer blockbuster Elvis biopic. Yes, King. Yes, King. Yes, King. Is it is they doing the Rocket Man thing where it's a musical? Or are they uh, doing the not. Bohemian Rhapsody thing where it's just performances? Well, Boss Lerman has only tweeted 15 seconds of footage out. Hmm. Um, it's I mean, actually Lerman does musicals, so it wouldn't. It could be. Hey, maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. I haven't even thought about that. Well, hey, we shall what see. a year we've got ahead of us, and uh, boy, what an episode we have. Boy, are my us. arms tired. <laughs> Cody, uh, take your eyes off of that list of thousands of movies, yeah, and wrap this podcast up. Yeah, because that is your job. We don't know how to do it. Yeah, you guys get a little lost. If something ever happened to you, we would just wouldn't end an episode. We, we also didn't forever. talk about Aquaman 2 opening against Avatar 2, and the premise of Avatar 2 is this one is in water. <laughs> this one's in water. This so one like, is the way of the water. Um, um, okay. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie of 2013? Her. Hey, chat, what's the best movie of 2013? Her. Hey, Cody, what is the best movie of 2013? The best movie for now, and we will see, is Her. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, sometimes I think I have felt everything I'm ever going to feel. And from here on out, I'm not going to feel anything new, just lesser versions of what I've already felt. Next episode on Best Pictures, we are talking about, I don't know, our millionth Coen Brother movie. We're talking Inside Lewin Davis, which you can find streaming on Bezos' own Prime Video. This is the one where, like, inside of a guy's head, there's a bunch of musical instruments, right? No, 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 no. This is um, the one where there's there's a cop, and he's a white blood cell, and he's fighting a virus. Why are the cops right. never black blood cells, huh? Mm. That's a well, I don't Makes know. You think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, Cody, I want you to try to figure this out. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>